Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next episode of Ladies and gentlemen of planet Earth, again, welcome back to Vinyl Stallions, a podcast about all things music. can be found on any streaming platform where you listen, and you can follow us, follow us on social at Vinyl underscore Stallions. We have a fucking great guest on today. We have a group of gentlemen that are under, or they go under, the Room Recording Company, which is a company that is recording live performances at studio quality. Something that I came across at a recent open mic night, just thought it was the coolest fucking thing. And today we have Jake Condor, who is also the singer of Parking Lot Ducks and the drummer of Fruit Fly. Jake, how we doing today? Good. Awesome. Uh, happy to be here. So Love for it. And then we also have Kyle Thompson, the singer and lead guitarist of Fruit Fly. Hey, thanks for having us. Of course. And again, so me and these boys met a couple weeks ago. Um... Uh, Mikey Silas was putting on, uh, I think it was the first ever, honestly, open mic night at the Crow Bar, Yeah, um, which is a very cool bar, kind of, I know they kind of had like a little bit of a revamp, yeah. and now they're just starting to put on some live performances in the past couple months, but a really cool bar here in Cleveland, Ohio, and so I got there just like playing open mic night, because I literally just started getting into it in the past couple weeks, and they're like, oh yeah, all your stuff will be uh, professionally recorded into this, and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? Is this what usually happens? And then, yeah, I met Jake and Kyle, and they kind of broke down a little bit of uh, what this whole project was about, but yeah, I mean, tell us a little bit more kind of how the idea of this started, and uh, what is the goal of it as you continue to build this? Yeah, so um, honestly, like, Seth and myself and Kyle uh, and Squints as well, or Justin, uh, Yaya. Uh, Man of many names. Yeah, he's got a lot of nicknames. But um, so we've all known each other for like a while at this point, and we've been doing music for a while. And um, Seth especially has kind of always had this dream of like having a studio. But he's really, really into the live music aspect of recording. Like, that's his passion. And so that's always kind of working with him. That was always kind of the direction that we steered towards with recording projects and things like that. And um, Seth and I live together now. We've kind of been close friends for a while. And so we we kind of did a lot of planning and... and um, kind of had this whole idea of like well we should just start like a diy studio because there's all of these diy bands in cleveland right now it's there's this just massive budding underground scene i feel like and um so we kind of decided that you know why don't we dive into something like this and hopefully make a make something that can allow those people to produce and distribute their music easier and um one of the parts of that i guess there's a lot of different pieces that go along with it um and our business has a lot of different um aspects to it i guess but one of the big aspects like you were talking about is the live recording thing um and the inspiration for that was that we really just i feel like you don't see a lot of bands putting out content like that anymore it used to be that like you know these really really talented bands that were super huge would 
go on tour and record live albums and they would drop that as content, you know? And I just feel like you don't really see that anymore. Um, and so we figured there's so many good bands here. There could, there's totally room for something like that to be available. And so that's kind of where the inspiration for that came from. Crowbar, uh, the open mic there was kind of one of our first real test runs uh, of that kind of piece of it, but it ended up going really well. And um, we actually just, we just listened to uh, the, one of the recordings from Sadhu um, who performed there, Kyle mixed it and it ended up sounding like really, really good. Nice. So, yeah. But that's, that's kind of uh, the long and short of the live recording aspect of it, I guess. So. I mean, that is so, I mean, that's how I follow a lot of my bands. There's one band, Goose, who I, yeah, they're a jam band. I saw them open for like Pigeons Playing Ping Pong back oh, in yeah. uh, like 2020, I think is what it was. And I'm pretty sure they have like live, just per, just captured live audio for like every one of their performances now. And like, I feel like I met those. They do. They, they put it all on YouTube. They have more live albums than studio. That's really cool. Yeah. And, and like, that's how, honestly, I consume majority of their music and, and it's tailored in a way as well, where it's not the studio recording, they're taking it wherever the hell they want. It's a one-time thing that you're actually capturing live, right. which is huge. And like for the performance and for the people listening. Yeah. And well, and I personally am just like a big, I'm a big like proponent of live performance, especially like studio stuff is like super cool it's a whole different world obviously but um at least for me i feel like there's this kind of magic to being in the room with like a really really good performer and getting to watch like people who are just like masterful musicians do their thing on stage and kind of command the energy i've seen some really really cool performers here especially and uh i just i personally I think there's magic in that and I like to be able to capture that is I just feel like there needs to be more of that and, mm -hmm. and it can be given more of a platform than it's given today, I guess. So. And, and given a longer life than just the performance. I yeah. mean, if I go yeah. to a performance, I'm like, damn, I would like to like watch that again and like <laughs> digest it where I'm not like in the moment and like know what's coming. And Right. Yeah. Yes. That's a great point. Cause I feel like a lot of times at concerts, especially like a really good one, like everything's happening so fast. You're not always like, of course you're like, you know, enjoying it, but you're not always processing it. And sometimes it is really nice, you know, like the next day you look at the set list, like sort of run through the songs and they're just like, oh yeah, that was awesome. Like, oh, I remember this. And like, if you don't have that, like you might've forgotten something really cool and not even because you didn't enjoy it just because like I said, if it's a great show, everything's moving so fast. Yeah, definitely. I, I totally agree with that. It's hard to like, it's hard to, cause, well, because everything's so in the moment when you're at a show like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, that's part of the beauty of it is that it's all like, you know, it's instantaneous and it's like right there. But also, you know, it, there's something to be said for being able to go back and look at that stuff like after the fact, I think. So and not have to be on your phone through the whole concert to do that, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then and they go back and look at those 
one, you look at them a year later because you're like, I'm never going to watch these again. <laughs> right. And you go back and listen to them and be like, ah, it just doesn't do it. And like, it right, just yeah. like what I heard and give it that justice. But hey, so you guys are doing that. And um, so you mentioned there's like a lot of aspects of the project as well. So you're into the recording, like who does like the whole mixing? I know you just mentioned the four, Seth, Squints, and then Jake and Kyle who are with us right now. Um, but yeah, so who's involved in what side of the projects? Um, so I, me personally, I handle a lot of like the aspects of like the business itself. Um, I do a lot of organizational work, um, kind of preparation. I do like some networking and things like that. Um, right now, Seth and I are in the middle of like constructing an actual studio in the basement of our house, um, which is, it just oh, yeah. side note of that, like it's, it's kind of funny because, uh, that house that we're working in now is actually my childhood home. <laughs> and I never, ever, ever thought that I would end up back in that house. Cause it's just like, you know, it's the house that I lived in with my dad, but it was full kind of, circle. Yeah. Full. It was a full circle moment. You know, he offered us like the ability to do this whole thing out of there and use it as kind of our headquarters. And it was just, too perfect of an opportunity to kind of pass up on it and so now we're taking the basement and we're we're in the middle of building like an actual vocal booth like we're, nice. we're building like like solid walls it's um was it like four by four like five by five yeah it's it's uh it's six and a half by seven. Oh. um and so we're we built like uh it's double drywall, double insulated and studs like all along the walls. Um, we put in mass loaded vinyl um, against the walls to stop vibration and glued everything so it doesn't vibrate. Um, and then we actually, we just put the windows in today and, uh, and painted the inside and outside Kick of it. So, so I guess to go back to your question though, sorry. <laughs> well, no, so, like, well, no, let's stand that for a sec. So like the goal, is your goal then with this is to be able to have people come over and do like live performances? Are you guys also trying to dive into like the studio qual like like doing albums and stuff for other artists? Yeah, so kind of like the, the goal of the business is really to basically be able to record an artist doing anything that they would, they would want to do. So like we want to have the capability to record people like in an isolated environment like that and do track by track stuff at really high quality. But also we recognize that we're not going to be able to provide the same sound that like Lava Room or like Superior Sound Studios could provide just working out of like a house. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Obviously. But um, to, I guess like to, to like move away from that, I guess, like w we kind of decided that, well, the live recording aspect is really important too. And so that's kind of where we came up with that idea is we want to have like um, people who give good performances when they, when they perform. And that's like, that's our, that's at least, that's my passion for sure. Like I love live performance and uh, I guess that there are two separate aspects for sure, but um they're both things they come together as exactly. yeah so <laughs> it's all under one no i mean it, it, it's it's you it, double the dragon right there like you're able to do both things that like in one space so 
No, the, does that mean sort of that like I guess your strategy would be like not like if a band comes to you like you're looking to more like partner with them like over a span of like several different recordings and like sort of form like that partnership like hey we'll record this album we'll record this performance versus like you know like somebody comes and just records like a single album since you have the capability to do both for sure yeah i would say i think the community aspect is really one of the main things that drives at least me i just love uh you know every time i go to a show i feel like i make more connections meet more people who are doing really cool things uh yeah. locally and uh just getting to meet more people and just build those connections and then have that be something that is long lasting and like mutually beneficial where you know they'll come in uh we'll be able to give people good quality recordings and then they have really nice performances that then they can share with their fans and then that helps them because it sounds better than it would have necessarily and then also mm -hmm. they're just doing what they do already uh and it's definitely something that i at least i think it would be great to have just kind of a roster of people not necessarily like a record label type setup but just more like a collective of just like lots of different people with like similar values and similar things that they're trying mm -hmm. to do with their music and go from there and just have yeah just i mean have a space yeah. for anything i mean right, like, yeah. i come to mind i'm just like yo you guys literally can have like a cleveland tiny desk like going well right, right. that's yeah exactly and like one of the things that like i think of a lot of times is like audio tree or like yeah you or know, KEXP, like something like that nubs yeah. Yeah. or whatever yeah <laughs> like because i i think that i think that that like i don't know like i just to go back to what you said about like the community I feel like that is like a huge, huge part of like why all of us do this. I mean, it, it's, it's, we all have been doing music now for a while. And the one thing that we all agree is just that there's such a strong sense of that, like cohesiveness between like, not just artists, but like everyone who's involved in the music scene here, there's just like a really strong sense of togetherness. And it's like, it, you're really hard pressed, I feel like, to find somebody like at a show who's not like that here. Like everybody just is very friendly and genuine and seems just excited to be a part of it. And that I think is like just a super special thing. And I like our goal, I think, like collectively, I would say, is to take that community and give it a platform as much mm -hmm. as we can, you know, whether it be through the live performances, through track by track recordings and helping bands like record like a studio sounding album, or whether it's just like through networking with people and like kind of passing along those connections and, um, and stuff like that. And I know like, I guess one thing that we could talk about is like flower pot. I mean, that's, that's been, I know, like, at least for me, like that's been an inspiration for like how I would like to operate, like not really like a, a label per se, but more fluid than that, where it's really just people come and go as they need to. We obviously want to work with people as long as they are able to, or willing to work with us, yeah. but you know so what is flower pot yeah so flower pot records is uh 
it's a DIY record label and then also kind of a collective uh, run by a good friend of mine, Wes Meadows. Uh, and she lives out in Berea. And there's over the time, there's been tons of different bands who've kind of come through. And then she does a lot of the recording herself and like mixes masters. Um, and it is, it's like a lot of the more like the DIY type stuff, but it's really, really cool stuff. Um, a lot of emo bands, punk bands, um, and then also more like indie stuff. Uh, just a really cool wide range of different things. I know I was, we actually, Fruit Fly, we played at uh, her house uh, last Friday and uh, she mentioned that at one point there were like 28 bands uh, signed to Flower Pot and doing stuff just wow. kind of around in that. So that's kind of like its own uh, other community. And, you know, we've kind of like, I'm good friends with a good number of them at this point. And so I feel like, one thing that's really exciting is just taking pockets that already exist like that, like um, similar, like a couple of years ago, uh, there was a scene in Illyria with uh, Blank Slate and they had like a really nice, like a DIY venue that had lots of people and it was just more, you know, that space also had just, you know, oh, I'm gonna go because it's a Blank Slate show or, oh, it's a flower pot show. Yeah. And so something like that, I feel like would be really cool to kind of, just have something like that of our own with, you know, all the connections that we have and then whoever else we meet kind of connecting those little pockets into one kind of bigger, yeah, I mean, like, umbrella thing. It's a whole spider web, like, yeah. and it was funny, I feel like we were talking about this on Saturday, Club. just, like, the essence of music is, like, so fucking weird, like, how, <laughs> like, everyone's, I like, like, I don't know, whether you're a fan, whether you're, like, an uh, like, so here's my example. So as a fan, like, I love going out to local shows to find, like, really cool artists and then be able to, like, share that with my friends. I mean, like, yo, I showed them this person. Yo, I found this. This guy's really cool. And then you just, like, promote them and hype them up because you kind of feel, like, attached to, like, that artist. Yeah. And then as the artist, go. like, you're trying to relate to that as, like, like with people. I guess, like, a huge, like, your whole goal is you hope your music and stuff relates with it. And then, like, your guys' aspect of, like, the recording and doing that. Like, it's it's really just everyone's just trying to uplift each other and like as you put it or and like both of you put it it's just like a community thing and there's really no down like there, yeah there's like no person out there that like i said that i've met that is standing on a wednesday at happy dog and being like like just a fucking downer or like yeah. anything along those lines everyone's there for a purpose <laughs> and yeah like no one's gonna go out of their way to go somewhere where they don't want to so you know everyone's how there. how could you be upset at that place you've either a are listening to a great live show or b are enjoying a kick-ass hot dog yeah, like, if you place. are unhappy at that place then you're just doomed yeah it's in the name yeah happy dog you are doomed that's funny well hell yeah so all right so you guys um so we've mentioned like the crowbar open mic. So you guys just put on a fest at the Grog Shop this past Saturday. Yeah. Called Lemur Fest. Yeah. So um, yeah, that that was super cool. I wish uh, Squints was here to talk about that because like um, credit to Squints, he really was kind of the one who put all of that together. Um, I guess like to go back to what you were asking a while ago. Oh like, yeah. So, we never, we never answered that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Tell me what you yeah. do. <laughs> so, give, give the roster. Give I the would rundown. say, so myself, I like do stuff like the business, uh, specifically organizational things. Seth is like our 
record i would say seth is like our sound engineer yeah. per se like he he is super knowledgeable about audio and how it works so he's more in that aspect and the gear aspect of stuff um squints is like just an incredible networker like yeah. he is just like he like he is just this guy who goes out there and he knows everybody somehow he and he just makes friends with everybody he's a super like strong personality and mm-hmm. people just like him so i you know no, <laughs> i not. don't but <laughs> uh, i'm just kidding Schwartz. i love you <laughs> um no man he brings that energy like i said the only time i saw a, a squint or yaya was at that open mic at crowbar and like man just brought that energy like 100 oh, like, yeah that's kind of how it interacts with the crowd and delivers that performance that you're going out to see. So yeah, I definitely felt that vibe from him. <laughs> yeah. And then Kyle is, I mean, I would say, I mean, Kyle at this point, like you've been doing like some stuff like mixing and mastering. Yeah. I'm somewhere, I'm like a hybrid somewhere in the middle yeah. of the two, I'd say. Cause I definitely, I've been helping out a lot with the like mixing mastering and then uh, all of the project. There's a, three or four projects at this point that uh i've been the main producer and then mixed master released albums for um so i've got a hand in there and then also i'm involved in some of the networking stuff and then just also performing and yeah more you know kyle's also like a musical prodigy so i would say like you out of, out of the four of us, like, Kyle <laughs> is definitely, like, the most knowledgeable about music. So, yeah. uh-huh. like, he, I don't know. So, that's definitely Appreciate an asset it. to the team, I would say. So, <laughs> no, dude, I mean, uh, all right, you know what, we'll, we'll dive into it. We'll, we'll come back to the room recording in a sec. So, I mentioned how you both were a part of a band called Fruit Fly, which yes. you played a drummer on, and again, you're the lead singer and lead guitarist. I checked out your website. So, you write everything, produce it, and record it just at your home studio. Is that correct, Kyle? Yep. And you just said he's a prodigy. And, like, I sent it to Klopp, I think, like, a half hour ago because I was, like, eight songs in, and I'm like, yo, like, these are bops, man. I I listened to, like, I think, like, the first three or four, and I, yeah, I was like, wow, this, yeah, this is really good. (laughs) Thank you so much. So, yeah, Kyle Thompson, again, so you released this last July, and Mm -hmm. the album is called Running on Fumes. Yes. And um, so, like, yeah, talk to us a little about, like, a little bit about that process, like, did you always want to like kind of do this like on your own and, and kind of like create this all from your own head and in your own like room? Uh, just, I, I don't know, explain the process of making that album. For sure. So uh, one other thing, I guess I'll tangent my way into this answer. Uh, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people, uh, COVID actually ended up being a kind of big opportunity to start projects like this i know there's a few other projects in cleveland that were kind of born out of covid and uh fruit fly is definitely one of them uh i was kind of i was sitting at home not really doing anything uh right when quarantine and lockdown and all of that first hit back in like march of 2020 Mm -hmm. uh i ended up moving back in with my parents for a few months and uh i really hadn't been doing too much stuff with music at that point i had like gone to school i got a degree in computer science 
and then uh, was just working in the field. And I still am working in the field. But yeah. then through all this time, as I've been working from home and had more time to myself because everything just shut down, uh, I started really digging a little further into trying to write and then record my own stuff. And then uh, there's a few different uh, projects that are like much more like well-established who've been around for a while that I drew a lot of inspiration from because it was really just one person kind of doing everything themselves. Uh, someone like Mac DeMarco oh, or awesome. uh, Car Seat Headrest or Dayglow, uh, like pretty like well-known people who just do it all themselves. And just having that as an example, I feel like was really cool to kind of start the ball rolling for that. And then, uh, so I was writing the songs at first, I was just kind of writing the songs just to write the songs. But then as I started doing more research and just played around with Ableton a little bit more and was just getting more into the production aspect of things, started thinking about actually like recording, arranging, and then in turn mixing and mastering and all of that. And then so learning all of that pretty quickly ended up being a little bit of an ordeal. But uh, I got through it. And I feel like at this point, I mean, I'm... I'm still learning 100%. I feel like you're always learning always with that kind of stuff. But um, I kind of got thrown into it a little bit because not only was I doing stuff with Fruitfly, but then uh, a lot of my other friends who I had kind of gotten back in touch with because of COVID again, because we were all just sitting at home and, and hadn't really spoken to each other in a bit, but like didn't really have much else to do. So reached back out and started uh, other projects too. Uh, my friend Joe who actually is the keyboard player for Fruitfly also. Okay. Uh, he and I have a project called The Trapeze Artists that we also just released an album for that uh, back at the beginning of this month. Very cool. Uh, and then uh, my friend Stitch, who's the other guitarist in Fruitfly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is the one we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um, he has a project called Electric Freak Show that uh, really early on, he was looking for people also in quarantine to kind of help him out with that. And uh, I really hadn't done that much, but I was excited about it and eager to do stuff. And he saw that and was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, gave me the opportunity to just kind of trial by fire, be the main producer on that. And then over the course of those months, uh, I learned a ton just by doing it a lot. And uh, at this point, I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like this stuff sounds pretty good at this point. Dude, it's hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, it's very well mixed. Like, Thank you. Uh, and there's a lot yeah. going on as well. Like, there's the one song, I think it's Wasting Time. Yeah. That has, like, dude, I'm a huge fan of just, like, background vocals. And I think that's, like, mm. so essential and, like, just carrying a song up and down. And, like, mm. those sounded great in there. And then another one I think was Reeling. Yeah. That's another one that's just, like, that gave me kind of, like, a Pigeon's vibe where, like, the bass was yeah, just carrying that bitch. For sure. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so that's kind of how the project started. But then uh, around the middle of last year, we put the live band together and uh, we've been trying to uh, trying to play more shows recently. Uh, we actually, at this point, we're trying to start playing less shows. It works too well. And now we have too many shows and we're getting burnt out a little bit. So yeah. we're trying to cut down a little bit. But uh, it's been really cool. It's been awesome just the reception of it has been really cool. I feel like every show we play, uh, there's people who didn't know us before 
and come up to me after and just have like really really nice things to say and that just feels great yeah um it's like that it's like that idea that you were mentioning of the like going to a show and every single time there's like a new connection that happens and like i know like one of the shows that we played uh not like super recently but like we we played at no class like uh maybe like a month ago yeah like late july um and we opened or closed for uh, a, a new york band called family dinner and uh they were like super super cool and we ended up just like chatting with them like throughout the night and then we both like love this show called i think you should leave I'm oh my god they had a tip jar that said on the tip jar it had a picture of tim robinson and it, it just said you gotta give so it was just like immediate friendship right there yeah like, dude literally that's when you know you're like all right this guy fucks like <laughs> like, like dude oh my god i was just watching that like literally last night like the coffin flops <laughs> oh my god i didn't do shit i didn't do shit <laughs> that that's so good that's awesome well all right so you guys i saw have a show coming up uh, i believe it's august 30th at a place called Tomb Temple with yeah. Star Juice and Forced Forced Happiness. Yes. Where is Tomb Temple at? It's in Akron. Okay. And is it like a bar venue? Oh. It's a house venue. Nice. Uh, I've actually never Ooh. been, but uh, I've heard good things. I've some of my other friends have played there, and then there's one thing that's really cool about Akron. I feel like Akron has a really great um, like house venue and just DIY venue scene down there. Yeah, and I feel like it's explain that really quick, just because, like, I mean, Spruce and I know what you're talking about, but like the average listener might not. True, what is true. a house venue? So, yeah, some people, uh, they end up a lot of times it's people's basements, uh, but you know, I've played in other rooms of people's houses also. <laughs> um, but uh, when people have a room of their house that they've kind of turned into a concert venue and uh just have people over and it's definitely a different vibe than going to like a venue show where you're out and it's like you're at this place and you're expected to like buy drinks and spend money uh a lot of times they end up being like byob or just you know it's not so much of like i'm going out tonight it's more like i'm hanging out with friends and it feels a lot more intimate and uh it's I, almost like the show equivalent of like going to a house party versus going to a bar. Like, yeah, honestly, yeah. like I would say. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Cause, um, and I feel like a lot of the best connections that I've made with people are at house shows, uh, where, because it is a much more kind of, you know, it's not as much of a high stress situation. I feel like you're not out mm-hmm like on this big stage with all these lights and this big booming sound system mm-hmm. that's like you know every if you play one wrong note everyone in the room is gonna hear <laughs> it real loud like that kind of thing <laughs> um it's yeah it's just a very different feeling playing at a house show and uh yeah i really like it <laughs> i i've been to a couple and yeah like it's crazy like yeah you're, you're like just a few feet away from the musicians like that's the big thing i feel like the the separation between like crowd member and performer is 
much lower. Like they finish their set and then they're just like standing next to you in the room. Yeah, somebody's handing them a beer right away. Oh, hey, nice set. Like (laughs) they're just right there. They don't like go backstage and then go back onto their bus and then leave and do their shit. Yeah. What are uh, some other like house venues, like I guess in Ohio, that come to mind? Um, I know around here there's the Birdhouse. Yeah, the Birdhouse in Lakewood. Um, in Lakewood. Uh, uh, Sunnyvale, which is uh, Wes's house, Flowerpot Records. Okay. Uh, out in Berea. Um, there's Cling Thing down in Akron. Um, I know there's more, but no. yeah, <laughs> not, not, not. It's know, cool though. I know this this weekend actually. Speaking of like Akron being like a like a house venue type of scene. Oh, true. Poor Tracker is going on. We have like a bunch of people that um, we know are are playing that. Um, shout out to uh, the You Suck Flying Circus, yeah. obviously, and then uh, Honeyland, which is Seth's band, actually okay. is playing there this weekend. So, um, and that's like a whole. I don't know if you guys have heard of Poor Tracker, no. but it's basically like they just have a whole street where there's just different bands like set up on people's porches and you can Ooh. just walk down the street and see like different bands playing like all day. So, that's cool. That's cool. So, yeah. yeah. If you know like uh, the Bright Winter Festival that happens yeah. every year, it's bas- it feels like the DIY Bright Winter. Okay. That's how I would put it. Yeah. And it's in the summer, so you're not like freezing the whole. Don't time. even get me started. <laughs> I have just—I feel like I've yeah. torn Bright Winter apart on this podcast. You totally I'm just like the only podcast located like in Cleveland is in February. What? <laughs> 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 I don't know. Hopefully, uh, yeah, we can get some uh, good stuff going here. Where Club uh, and I have talked about uh, starting to put together like some event, very charity focused, and. Uh, I don't know. Keep uh, keep watch out for that, Stanley and listeners. Club and I have something in the works for y'all, uh, located hopefully in Cleveland, and maybe we'll get you boys involved. That'd be <laughs> super cool. Yeah. Honestly, I know right. like Squints. That's a big thing that he's really kind of about. Is like he's super interested in like trying to get his own festival started. Um, nice. I know like that's kind of like he just recently actually got hired as um, like a booking agent slash talent buyer for the grog shop which has been kind of his home base for like a while and so he works really closely with like wallace yeah um, shout out to wallace um, man that yeah guy shout out to wallace that's awesome great professional um james from the beachland super cool guy as well um and kathy obviously from the grog as well mm-hmm. um so that like talk to squints because he honestly would probably be really interested in like helping you guys out with that yeah like getting involved in some way you know i love it man that's awesome yeah we're yeah it's it's, it's something in the early works but we're gonna start making some moves here soon so keep that also just triggered a thought for me so you you said that he just got hired by the grog shop um so i guess the recording room is this a full-time thing right now like do you guys still have day jobs or are you like eight hours a day into the recording room um, so right now, I mean, it's probably for us going to be a while before we can fully commit to doing it all the time. I mean, oh yeah, it's like, tough. You, you gotta pay the bills. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. In the, in an ideal world, like I would love to just only record people all the time every day, but like, you know, 
not realistic. At least like while we're establishing ourselves as a business and stuff, it takes mm -hmm. a while to get the word out and things like that. So Seth and I actually, we both work at um, House of Blues. Nice. Uh, doing Very audio cool. stuff and stagehand stuff. Uh, and then, I mean, you can talk about what you do. It's a little bit different than that. It is a little different. <laughs> uh, I mentioned I got a degree in computer science. So I'm, I'm a software developer at Salesforce. Nice. Um, oh, very cool. But yeah, so that, that's been funding all of the audio gear that I've been buying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's like half the reason why I feel yeah, like Salesforce like, just more bought shit. Right, yeah. Right? <laughs> like I need more shit. It's a never ending list. <laughs> <laughs> very cool well uh, awesome well to wrap up this side of things like so again at fruitfly underscore music you can check out fruitfly yes. uh, at www.fruitflymusic.com as well um yeah keep that thing going guys i like i i will make a point honestly to uh definitely see you guys sometime hopefully doing more shows towards the end of the year i know you said you might be slowing down but yeah no we actually uh september 30th we're playing at happy dog really yeah book it i'm in i'm there <laughs> I, I see the venue I'm right, right. <laughs> all right well awesome well, i'll be uh looking forward to that and then um so another project, uh, Jake, that you're involved in is the Parking Lot Ducks, who released their self-titled uh, album in March of this year. Um, tell me a little bit more about that project and how that one got going. Yeah, honestly, very similar situation to Kyle, where it was kind of like COVID time, and I didn't really know what to do. Um, I So I, just a little bit of background, I used to be in a band called elephant in the room around here um and that was kind of i did that like starting in 2019 um and kind of we put out like a diy album started playing shows and then um we ended up breaking up in like uh like kind of around the time that covid happened um and so i was really missing like just playing and and doing stuff like that and so i ended up getting together with some guys that i just knew my actually um my bass player alex uh for parking lot ducks um his mom is really good friends with my mom nice <laughs> <Shout out laughs> <to> <laughs> yeah exactly so so that that was kind of how we got connected and then through through him i just met all these other guys uh alex um ben is our lead guitarist Matt is rhythm and then Lewis is our drummer and um, we kind of just started practicing and, and playing together and without really any goal of, of anything just jamming and, and then we started messing around with original songs and before you knew it we kind of had all these songs that we had written together and um, that was our self-titled album we actually in uh, March of this year we or um no that was when it released in december of last year um all of us uh and seth we rented an airbnb in hocking hills and we took all of our recording equipment down <laughs> there and we recorded all the songs live we moved all the furniture around set up like a little like <laughs> diy studio there and like recorded all the songs like on Saturday. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking kick-ass. Did you guys, like, videotape yourself as well? Or? We took some videos, but it was, like, 
it was very much like get it done yeah because we just didn't have like a whole lot of time true like, you're not there being yeah that that's what the guys from the reign of kindo said that they did so yeah hold on just a random thought that jake what you just described is very similar to what the reign of kindo what they described that they did on one of their albums they did like exactly that they're renting airbnbs out during the weekend and just getting the whole band there to record and then kyle earlier when you were describing how you made that firefly album it reminded me of another previous stallions guest chalk dinosaur same thing just does it all himself like records it all yeah. mixes masters it just sorry random thoughts but random i just no, i noticed yeah, it's it's, a, it's definitely a thing i i have some other friends in a band called young steve that uh did the same thing last summer well they actually they went to their uh their one singer's uh family cabin for a week and so they they were on quite as much of a time crunch but uh they that's how they made their most recent album they actually just got shouted out by uh anthony fantano Wow. His streams. Uh, he did one of those reviewing your music Twitch streams. Nice. And uh, John, uh, their singer, he was able to get like randomly, he like won the lottery in there of like having his song be the one that he talked about. And he really, Fantano really liked it. It was really cool. They Damn. had like a huge streaming bump. That's kick ass. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> record your albums in uh, cabins. Yeah. <laughs> Good things will come. <laughs> It's just that I feel like there's something about like being in an isolated space and just being able to record like that, that is like um, just inherent to creativity and like, like. And you step out of like what you're normally in. You're not like yeah. surrounded by just the normal distractions of life as well. A hundred percent. That's awesome, man. That. Oh, yeah, no, that's a very cool concept, and I love that, yeah, you guys are, like, still doing uh, the room recording company, but also to have, like, music as well on the side, like, I'm sure y'all are busy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, hold on, and to top it off, Jake works at a freaking music venue. Right. All yeah, things right. music. Yeah. Yeah, this man is music. True stallions, right here. Take a gander. Final Valerie approves. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh no. <laughs> Down goes Goodman. Down goes Goodman. <laughs> anyway, Garrett with the first sack of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so do you guys have any more events planned for the rest of the year for the room recording company? So, um, I know, like, so as of right now, I don't think we have anything big like Lemurfest. Um, actually, I didn't really shout out Lemurfest too much, but yeah. I just wanted to take a second to, to talk about that a little bit because that was probably our biggest event to date. Squints did an amazing job with that. It was, um, it was a big festival at the Grog Shop. We ended up having, like, over 200 people there, which was great. It was... Uh, Squints, um, whose rap name is Yaya, um, and our another um, like friend slash artist that we work with a lot named LUV, both super talented rappers and part of a uh, like a um, like a collective that's called Lonely Boys, based out of Canada, and so they actually had never been down to Cleveland, so they all came down from Canada <laughs> to Cleveland, debuted here. 
um, and headlined at the Grog Shop. We had a bunch of other really talented artists like uh, Solon, Moon Cactus. Yeah, shout out to Moon Cactus. Um, yeah, and just uh, just great event. Um, yeah, I did a great job with that. And Seth was the DJ for it. So, but nice. just just to give that a little spotlight. But to go back to your question, um, we so another thing that we are doing right now is um, every week on Saturday from four o'clock to five o'clock. Oh, sorry. Um, every week on Saturday from four o'clock to five o'clock um, in the Van Aken district, um, we actually have um, a little partnership with Nature's Oasis there, which is right at the begin, like right at the entrance to uh, Van Aken. And every week we have um, like kind of an artist spotlight where we go and we set up sound and we have um, some local artists from around the area performing just like acoustically or like just a stripped down version of their set. Um, and so uh, last week we actually had Mikey Silas of Apostle okay. Jones, who nice. you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, the week before that we had Jeff Starr, um, Kyle and I both did one. This week it's gonna be our friend uh, from Electric Freak Show Stitch, um, O'Donovan. Um, and so we'll, we'll be doing that through the end of September and that's every week. It's, it's free, it's ambient music, just kind of just for people walking around and passing by. And um, we just, the whole concept behind that was um, just to kind of put live music where um, there wasn't really music happening before. Mm -hmm. And so just for people to generally enjoy and not really have to, um, pay to see some of these really talented live artists that are around the area and hopefully get them interested in um, seeing more of what uh, some of these really talented people have to, to say and do. So Yeah. No, I mean, you guys have done a really great job. I mean, I've honestly seen those posters pop up like every week, whether it be on my own personal account or the vinyl stallions account like that's everywhere like lemur fest i feel like i was like surrounded by like, yeah as an artist type of but i mean that's again the marketing aspect like getting your name out there we out here <laughs> productions like that's that's no that's huge and again you like i commend you guys you guys are doing a really great job and uh and keeping it spicy as well like guys they're doing like a lot of different things but sur but surrounding the core of again recording live music at studio quality thank you yeah it, it it definitely is like with social media especially it's hard to like ride that line of like posting enough to where people yeah. like still see your stuff but like not spamming everybody because yeah. like i i know i personally like i like hate when i see like the same thing over and over and over again mm -hmm. i'm just like dude like what are you doing and yeah then, like, and then i'll like look at myself and i'll be like oh i'm that guy <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's that's how it is now with social media is you just have to ride that line all the time and all the channels as well there's so many ways to hit people nowadays um but at the end of the day all, as well we're all consumers and we're all looking for new music and I feel like we talk about it literally with every single guest. I'm probably going to try to put like a reel or a TikTok together of me saying this every time, but <laughs> there's literally a renaissance in Cleveland and it feels that way 100%. of, you mentioned before the community, but like, I don't know. I just find so much great music that I enjoy and passionate people 
and it's fun to get behind because you always hear about like the rise of certain music scenes in different cities and oh, like yeah. you just feel like you're a part of it and like again the more it grows the more you grow the more everything grows so absolutely 100% and like just like on that same topic like to bring back something that you mentioned earlier these pockets that are like around Cleveland there's all these little like pockets of the Cleveland music community and there's like DIY and like um, experimental stuff and then there's like a punk scene and there's this whole separate rap hip-hop and R&B scene there's also like um, there's like a ton of funk in Cleveland mm -hmm. and they're all based out of Music different groove. you know what I mean it's yeah yeah it, it's it's super cool but like the more that you can just like what you were saying like about these different scenes like rising up the more that you connect those little pockets and like kind of get them to be like interwoven and interconnected the more that those people start to like influence each other and draw inspiration from like the other people in the scene and I personally am like a huge believer that that's how you start stuff like like what you were talking about like like grunge in Seattle mm -hmm. or like just like these kind of like scenes that end up conjuring like something new and different this is and cleveland music exactly yeah so oh, very cool very cool um another question i had i guess about uh what the recording company or the room recording company offers is i saw someone uh filming um when i was at the crowbar so do you guys do any video filming yourself or do you guys kind of look externally for that so we don't personally as of right now we don't offer any like video recording through ourselves but we've been kind of working to establish ourselves with like different uh videographers from around the 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 community here um i know like uh squints works with um a guy named z who is really talented. He was the one that was at the crowbar uh, open mic that had like the full ring. Yeah, I was like, um, yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, I walked into the scene, they're like, you're gonna be professionally recorded. We have this like movie quality camera. I'm like, yeah. where did I step in? Yeah, <laughs> so, right, you're like, I thought this was open Yeah, mic. yeah. <laughs> I loved it though, man, that was legit. <laughs> um, Corey Smirk um, is a really nice guy that we worked with at that event also. He does uh, Instagram reels. Um, he's really talented with that. I know our friend Alex Scalzo does a lot of like recording of like music videos for people around Cleveland. He just uh, filmed um, a music video for uh, a band that we're kind of friends with, Mr. Princess, um, okay. who's on the Flower Pot label. They're really cool. Um, but yeah, we don't, long story short, we don't offer that out of ourselves, but we do have like people that we kind of know externally that we try to like, you know, Push, push towards no i mean that's awesome it's all one big package and you guys are yeah definitely are gearing up for the right path to be able to make that happen pretty consistently let's uh all right let's just talk about cleveland and stuff we've already hyped it up so much like what are your guys's favorite venues and like some of your favorite artists and you uh you can include yourself if you want <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, me personally, like, you're talking specifically Cleveland. Well, so, uh, well, yeah, like, maybe, I guess, best 
yeah, like or Cleveland venue that you, or Cleveland venues that you really enjoy, and then maybe just if you guys have a venue outside of Ohio or in Ohio somewhere else that like you're like holy shit that was a great place to see a concert or something, like I don't know any venue for anything. <laughs> well, I know me personally, I have to shout out the Grog because the Grog is kind of like where everything like has blossomed for me. Like that was the first yeah. place that my band headlined at like all those years ago. Um, that's like been kind of where like the jumping off point for a lot of projects for me. So, uh, they've, they're, they're a, just a great, like, in my opinion, staple of kind of the, the local music scene. They really do a lot for that. hundred so percent. Love that, um, about them personally love Jacob's Pavilion. I've seen some crazy fucking shows there. Yeah. <laughs> That's a unique venue, man. Just right there by the river. You always have those barges going by. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, I, I'm also biased, but I love House of Blues as well. Um, the foundation room is like the VIP room up there. Super, super cool. Yeah. Just like really like interesting sound that you get from there. Um, so, and uh, yeah, I don't know. That's it's probably, I would say, my favorite spots. So. Yeah, it's a good list. You're hitting, like, all different sizes of venues and, like, outdoor venues, indoor venues. That's true. Club stamp of approval. Multifaceted. <laughs> yeah. Somehow you? I haven't been to any of those venues. Oh, man. <laughs> it seems like any time I come to a show in Cleveland, it's at the Agora. <laughs> the Agora is cool. I that like is a good one, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. got our faces ripped off there. <laughs> yep. What about you, I, I've been to the Happy Dog. Yeah, I was going to say Happy Dog. I really like, you know, similar to the Grog, I would say Happy Dog is really good for, like, local support. They're really, like... Definitely up there for that. Uh, I would also say Beachland Ballroom and Tavern. Yeah. really like that place. I love that's like as like a concert goer. I really like going to the Beachland. Definitely, uh, especially like that store they have underneath is so cool. Like all the vinyl down there and all the other stuff. I've never been down there. Once. Oh, it's really it's sick. So far? There's really cool stuff down there. <laughs> um, yeah, Beachland Happy Dog. Mahals. Uh, Mahals. Yeah, Mahals yeah. is definitely. Really cool venue at this point. Yeah. They've been doing a lot of stuff, kind of adding things, changing things around. Yeah, keeping needles is really yeah, cool. Keeping it's... themselves relevant. Um, yeah, Mayhalls is really cool. Nice. There's a lot of really good acts coming through there that I want to see in the fall. Yeah, no, I've seen. Yeah, I, I've just recently saw. I haven't been there like ever to see a show until like last October. Um, I saw Hop Along, which is mm. like. Uh, I never really heard of them before, but man, that place was packed to a tea and they put on a show. So yeah, shout out to them. What about I know like so you guys have on it like mentioned a shit ton of Cleveland artists, but I guess are there any ones that just like really stick out for you that you've seen in the past or and I guess I honestly it doesn't have to be Cleveland, I guess just like not mainstream artists that people don't really know and just like you listen to in general. Honestly, like if I had to pick, like, one that, not necessarily my favorite, not that they're not, but I I can't really pick a favorite. Like, hey, that's all right. <laughs> I would say the same fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, just as far as, like, talent and, like, like, are they going somewhere? I feel like probably is the Rosies. The Rosies are just 
insane. They're so talented. Um, just They're really great. high energy. Like um, I saw they, they were on like what the, not the main stage or um, one of the big stages at bright winter. Yeah, yeah. One of the big stages Towards the at end of the bright winter. Yeah. And just like that show was ridiculous. Insane set that like, I will literally never forget. Like, I, I mean, they they just like were ripping it the whole time and then like we were all going crazy because they were they just had such high energy and then like they like right at the end of the and set, then sal, sal rips off his base and breaks it and throws the neck into the crowd what <laughs> it was like insane and then like we all like us and uh the bass player from fruit fly tj we all like were hanging together like that night and we were all like oh my god oh my god that was so crazy and then we all like looked at the clock and we were like oh we gotta go because oregon space trail of doom is yeah. right now and so we yeah. run to see oregon space trail of doom shout out to them too <laughs> yeah those, good. those guys are fucking sick no, dude, we've had a lot of people mention the rosies on here actually mm. um, i saw sal's other band who saved too yeah, yeah. and uh, we're actually gonna have sean mcafee on here uh, next week oh sweet or maybe two weeks but um, but yeah, man, they tore they tore down Happy Dog last Wednesday as well with uh, with Mudwell. Yeah, Mud yeah. Mudwell. Those guys I never heard of them before. Whoever their lead singer is and guitarist, like holy crap, that guy was like one of the most talented people I saw all night. Like those guys are fantastic. But yeah, the Rosies, man. I like I. I need to get in contact with the Rosies because I've, there's been multiple people and I've seen. Yeah, I was going to say that's not the first time I've heard them mentioned. And and so I've seen their like uh, live, like they have like a live, uh, like in studio recording of a couple of their songs on YouTube that I've seen. And uh, yeah, it blew me away. They're just great music. And but I feel like I need to see a live show to feel that energy. Definitely. It's like very, I don't think their recordings do them justice as of right now i mean i think their their recordings are good but like that like seeing them live is totally different because the energy is just like so high up there well and that's what so we had uh, my buddy on ag who is very just into the cleveland music scene and finding new cleveland music and he said that he's like you know i went there thinking it was gonna be like just indie rock like kind of like like hard rock but he was like that happened. I was like, people were just moshing, like fucking, just going absolutely insane, oh, and yeah. not what he was expecting. So, shout out to the Rosies. Yeah, and then I like one other uh, group that I really want to mention too is um, uh, Anaconda Vampire Bats. Um, they're they're a super super talented group. They're not as active anymore, but um, good friend of mine is in that group, uh, Trevor Scott. Um, he's just super super cool guy uh i over like kind of the course of covid i really um found like a super cool community in coda and Tremont. so does he host those open mug nights yes so he, i just met that guy within the past couple of weeks a couple and i saw him somewhere else as well it, it was a crowbar yeah yeah um, yeah and yeah, he performed there and yeah trevor great great guy and just and like, very talented man his his songs are just like like it's it's very captivating the yeah. way he plays guitar and sings yeah he's just a very talented like guitarist and songwriter and singer and like i he everyone there and him especially just like really really friendly and uh just kind of i don't know it was super i i just wanted to shout them out as well because they have a 
they have a really, really good album out um, called The Kid with a Dark Sense of Humor that they recorded with Jim Wirt from Superior Sound. And it just, that, it's super cool. There's some bangers on there, so. Nice. But, yeah, I've heard of Jim Wirt as well. And uh, it sounds like he does great things in the local Cleveland area. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, yeah, you got <laughs> shout out. I'm trying to think. I already shouted out every project I'm involved in, I'm pretty sure. But real quick, shouts out to Fruit Fly, Electric Freak Show, and the Trampeze Artists. Just get those in there again. Yeah, buddy. Uh, one that you didn't mention is uh, People in the Daytime. Oh, yeah. If you've heard of them. I don't feel like I've heard of them. Yeah, they've been playing a lot recently. Uh, and we played a little bit uh, back towards the end of last year. Jake was working on some solo stuff, and their drummer, Owen, uh, worked with us a little bit. We jammed a few songs together. And so I kind of met him through that and then checked out their stuff. And they're like a really tight kind of funky indie yeah yeah. that's i I always i just call them funky mgmt (laughs) i heard someone else say that and i feel like it's like such a good like concise way to describe their sound and it's accurate i feel like um it's really cool stuff they're Um, super fun to watch as well also very high energy and um and them and uh post saga too um Mm, yeah yeah so and then uh I'll also shout out, I saw back in, I want to say either June or July at Happy Dog, a band called Factual Brains. That's a good uh, name. <laughs> they're kind of, they're like math rock with a really cool uh, live show. Like they've got a whole bunch of gear on stage that has LEDs all over it that actually sync up with like every drum hit and things oh, like that. I love that. The light shows add so so much. Oh time. yeah. And then they have all this great like crowd engagement. And the whole show was like it had a narrative arc to it where like there are these two space cadets and they're out on their like <laughs> forever summer never bummer vacation or something <laughs> like that. And they do these like voiceover things that they're like to a track but then they're just like up there like marching in place on stage and like mouthing along to themselves on the recording it it was like captivating and then they had these little tambourines they gave out to everyone in the crowd and they were like everyone point your space tambourines to the sky to save the universe (laughs) it was just it was so much fun like some of the most fun i've had like and then also like both of them are like ridiculously skilled it was just a guitar and a drummer and they're insane. Um, Sick. So, right, I'll have to check them out. They're really cool. Very nice. Very nice. Well, yeah, no, I always love just asking that question because, man, it, it, like the answers, like, like again, we we do overlap sometimes, collab with uh, these, but man, I just find new music. I think every time we do one of these, and it's fun as fuck for me. So yeah, dude, there's so much music <laughs> around here right now, and it's it's all like different genre it's not like there's one genre that's dominant or anything like that i feel like there's so much different music here all the time and it's really really cool because it's just constantly contributing to itself absolutely nah man that's awesome that's awesome club you got anything else for our boys before we get to the encore um i guess like just in general, like, I know you talked about, like, a lot of the local artists you've been, you know, checking out. Is there any just, like, like, in general, like, what are your music tastes? Like, what genres do you tend to enjoy? Like, what 
sort of artists like originally got you into music when you were younger? Um, for me, it's Frank Turner, like all the way. Nice. I love Frank Turner. He's my favorite artist of all time. I've got okay. a huge tattoo of one of his albums on my chest. <laughs> he, uh, he is actually, um, I saw him at Jacob's Pavilion in July. Uh, for the first time since before COVID. He's a British singer-songwriter guy, um, which is the kind of music that I really like. I love, like, singer-songwriter stuff. I'm a big, like, lyrics person. Um, cool. Super into, like, sad boy stuff, like, stress yeah. depressa type of music. So, <laughs> um, but I love that. I love uh, Rex Orange County. I like a lot of his, like, older stuff especially. Um I love Amy Winehouse. She's one of my biggest inspirations uh, vocally. Um, Stevie Wonder, too. And I would say um, Bare Naked Ladies, Ben Folds, Ben Folds 5. So I love just eclectic stuff. Yeah, no, that's a good group of, of artists right there. Nice. Yeah, I would say in terms of artists that got me into music. The main one for me is probably, uh, it's actually another Ohio band, but based out of Cincinnati, uh, called Foxy Shazam, if you guys know them at all. I do not, but I um, feel like I have to check them out. They're really cool. Yeah, they're actually, they're playing in Columbus in September, and I want to go see them so bad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they were, they're, they're another one of the, they're one of those bands where every album sounds pretty different from the one before it. And they always go in these different directions and like different concepts and things like that. And that's really cool to me. Uh, and then also my dad was really big into like seventies prog rock. Uh, nice. And so he put me onto a lot of that kind of stuff really early on when I was growing up, like Genesis and yes. And like King Crimson and that yeah, kind of stuff. I love yes. They're yes. Like top 10 artists for me. <laughs> Hell yeah. But then uh, in terms of the stuff I'm listening to now, um i have been on a huge emo kick i'm i'm definitely in my emo phase um <laughs> but there's a lot of really cool stuff happening uh internationally honestly with emo right now um there's a lot of bands in the u.s there's people are calling it fifth wave emo uh and there's bands like uh glass beach is a big one that i really like uh and then Home is Where, based out of Florida, uh, who actually, they have a connection with uh, Wes, who I mentioned earlier. She played trumpet on their one album that came out last year. Very cool. Um, which is, yeah, that was dope. Uh, and then other, like, international artists, uh, there's Weather Day, based out of Sweden. And then there's actually this whole, like, South Korean emo scene that I've been, like, really into. Uh, there's, yeah, there's this one artist, Paranol. Uh, and then also, uh, Asian Glow, they had, they did like, they've been doing like collab albums and things like that. Um, so that's been like the main sound that I've been really into recently is like, it's taking a lot of the stuff that emo has been stuff kind of like early 2010s, like, like modern baseball, mom jeans, like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then adding lots of other like different influences like electronic stuff and then also just like coming from like all directions uh and just making it something new and so that's kind of i've been working on the second fruit fly album for a bit and i'm 
hoping to have it fit somewhere in that nook of what people call fifth wave emo. But I feel like as soon as you say that, everyone's like, oh, you, you care way too much about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, because you're answering but, the question that everyone, like, dude, whenever you are like, or go up to someone and be like, I play guitar, I write songs, this. First question, what genre do you play? Right. What genre are you? And it's always so tough. And, and so it's like, I have one that's so specific that no one will know what I'm talking yeah. about, but then they don't, they don't know You're if I'm right the or people wrong. what they're asking. <laughs> like, but yeah, that's... people what they're asking. But yeah, um, another artist that I've been listening to a lot recently, Pool Kids, uh, just dropped. Were they in town recently? They were, yeah. yeah. They're coming back. Uh, they're playing with Origami Angel at May Halls okay. soon. Yeah, um, I remember seeing, or someone was talking about that recently. But yeah, they just dropped an album, like a self-titled album, that's really, really good. That's been like the main thing I've been listening to, like very recently. So definitely, out of all that shit that I just dropped all at once, that's the that, that's the takeaway. Pool kids by pool kids. Pool kids, pool kids for life. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, I appreciate you guys. Uh, yeah, going into that again. New music is like half the reason why I do this shit. So <laughs> shout <yeah>. out. <laughs> um, all right, I mentioned the encore. We have one question we ask every single guest. Oh man! man. And yeah, drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we like to phrase this. So, what is your most memorable concert experience? And then to go in a little bit different, memorable could be unique, strange, bizarre. Uh, something that just stuck with you uh, that either happened to the artist on stage, happened to you, or like someone else in a crowd. And you can give multiple answers. We encourage multiple answers. But uh, yeah, whatever comes to mind, any of y'all can uh, dive on in for the stallions. That's a hard one. I can go first if you want. Yeah. Yeah. And don't think too hard. <laughs> just like whatever the first one that comes to mind. Is. So from all those artists that I just rattled off, two of them, uh, Glass Beach and Home is Where, uh, they played a show in Columbus last November that I went to. And uh, again, my friend Wes was there and she actually played with them on stage. Uh, and it was, it was at the Big Room Bar in Chicago. They're probably about like 200 300 people there so yeah, it was a really cool great. show um and so at one point during home is where's set uh their singer brandon uh mentions that wes was like really important in helping them put out their album that came out and was just like basically yeah shout out to wes and so then the whole crowd is like yeah woo wes yeah let's go wes and so then between every song for the rest of their set during the wall, people just start chanting like, Wes, 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 Wes. And it's just like, <laughs> it was just so funny. And I could tell she was like, not that into it. She was like, can we like get to the next song? Like, we, don't need to, we don't need to do this. And I, I felt bad, but it was funny. Um, <laughs> and then even in the Glass Beaches set, uh, it was like the crowd kept it going, and then Jay, the singer of Black Beach, was just like, "Yeah, give it up for Wes." <laughs> we remember Wes. It was, it was just Wes. funny, and it was so cool because it's like, like that's my friend up there yeah. with these two like pretty big bands. Uh, that's awesome. That's, that's yeah. That's so that was that was sick. Um, do you have one? Yeah, I so I have. I have two, actually. I've got another one. I wasn't there for the second one I'm going to mention, but I okay. want to mention it anyway. <laughs> I, like, for for me, I would say, like, the the first one is, like, concert that I have played, like, 
experience. That I would say was like the most memorable was playing. I, I was super fortunate. I got to play um, with Yaya um, in his live band in April on the Beachland Ballroom main stage, um, which that's the biggest venue I've ever played at. Super, super cool like experience. And wait, so that was this last April? That was in April. Um, we played a show uh, with um, him, LUV, Honeyland, which is Seth's band, and then uh, Mookie. Um, and I got to play drums for, uh, for Yaya. And that was just a very surreal experience for me because mm -hmm. I just like, I got to hang out in the Beachland Ballroom Green Room, which I've seen like a bunch of shows there of people that like, you know, that I like just listen to and respect as like artists who were like, I guess, real artists, I guess. And so that was just a very surreal experience for me. Um, and then I would say like, outside of like, like concerts that I've seen, probably like, I've seen Frank Turner probably like seven or eight times at this point. Um, the first time that I ever saw him was in Pittsburgh, uh, PA at this place called Mr. Smalls. And, um, just like I had been listening to him. I've been listening to him since I was like 10, but I had never seen him until like probably I was like maybe 16 or 17 or something. And uh, he just, I don't know, it, it was such a cool experience. And he's just really like all about community and like being kind to people and just kind of that whole feeling of like he couldn't be on stage without the people that are there like to see him and that like he's very like vocal about that whole idea and that is something that has really like stuck with me like for the rest of my life and honestly I that has been like super memorable for me and so um also got to crowd surf, so that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, what the fuck? But yeah, so can't say I've ever done that. <laughs> Damn, really cool. This actually at Jacob. Just this is the last thing, and then oh, I'll no, let you go talk. For it. No, it's okay. Um, at, at Jacob's, uh, this last time that I saw him, I also got to crowd surf, which was really cool. But the even cooler thing was like, it's a very like kind of small like group of of fans here that are fans of him but like everybody there are like super fans of him so nice. it's like it's like all people who are of that same mindset and like everybody's crowd surfing and i at one point i like looked back behind me and like this dude in a wheelchair was crowd surfing with his wheelchair Damn, and it was just like awesome. everybody was like like kind of coming together to you know lift this guy up and it was just so fucking cool because it's like you know i don't know i had never seen anything like that before and it was that's fucking awesome man yeah so i, that's I thought sweet. that was cool that's dope that is dope yeah i love it so but yeah what, what was your second one Kyle? my other one was uh another show that happened recently uh back in july at the grog shop um our friend lip who drums for Orifice Roth uh, in the Cleveland area. He and then a few of my other friends were at a show, uh, Foxing was playing at the Grog Shop. 
and uh, Liv is like a huge Foxing fan. And so at one point, I forget what song it was, but he like turns to his friends who are there and he's just like, I feel like I need to climb something. <laughs> and so the urge, the urge. And so he goes like, you know, there's those pillars at the grog shop. He goes on like one of the ones towards the back that has the little, I'm like, I remember I went to the grog after to like visualize how he did this. Cause I still don't like in my head, I don't know how he did it, <laughs> but I think it's one of those where it has a little ledge for a drink. He like used that as like a foothold. And then he got to that main like cross beam that runs from like the back of the garage shop all the way up to the stage. <laughs> and so then he's like reverse, like monkey, like sloth clinging to this and like starts shimmying his way up through the crowd. What? And everyone starts like losing their shit, including Foxing who are playing on stage. Uh, like they <laughs> tweeted about it after the fact. And we're just like, <laughs> I'm on stage, I'm singing this song and I see this guy slowly coming towards us on the ceiling. And I'm like, what the fuck, what the fuck? <laughs> Um, and so he gets like all the way to the front and then like has a little moment with the singer and then like hops down and then goes but it actually got like press coverage from it Jeez, dude, that's uh, unreal. i think it was stereo gum i actually like wrote an article about it and then like pulled a bunch of stuff of like videos people took off twitter and stuff <laughs> like that but that was like that was really cool. That was actually, that was the same night as the open mic at the Crowbar. Okay. <laughs> Damn, on a Tuesday? Right, like, yeah, literally. <laughs> on a Tuesday, got an urge to climb. Right. <laughs> it was so cool, though. That's funny. Hell yeah. I don't know if you know the movie Hereditary. I've never seen it, but I've heard it. Yeah, well, there's, there's like an iconic scene from that where the mom gets like possessed and she's like, on the attic door, like clinging to the ceiling, and she's like banging her head on the <laughs> attic door, just like. <laughs> um, and so Foxing tweeted like a still from that, and then the picture of Lip clinging to the ceiling. <laughs> and it was like, which one is it, Foxing show or critically acclaimed 2018 <laughs> film Hereditary? <laughs> That's hilarious. So good. Holy shit. <laughs> that is a good one. Well, shit. If, hey, ladies and gentlemen, if that doesn't encourage you enough to go out and see shows on weekdays, I don't know what does, <laughs> because shit's going down, and it doesn't have to be on a Friday, Saturday, so get your ass out there, Cleveland, and honestly, anywhere out there in the U.S., there's great music everywhere, and we're in the best time alive right now to be experiencing new music and ability to find new ways to listen to music, so 100%. get the fuck out there. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, boys. Well, seriously, I appreciate you guys taking some time uh, during your weekday to come and talk to Klepp and I. Like, this is why we do it, and you boys have only motivated me more and expanded my network and the Cleveland scene, and uh, this this will not be the end of our story. I promise you, the Vinyl Stallions and the Room Recording Company will be doing some great things uh, moving forward here in the Northeast Ohio area. Hell yeah. Um, Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah of course. You. Yeah, of course. Uh, again, it's The Room Recording Company. You can check them out on Instagram or anywhere at The Room Klee. That's C-L-E. And uh, again, Jake, thanks for coming on. I, the singer of Parking Lot Ducks, drummer of Fruit Fly. And uh, again, Kyle Thompson, uh, singerly guitarist of Fruit Fly. Uh, and again, you mentioned there's another album in the works, so there keep an eye out uh, at www.fruitflymusic.com.
Again, thank you very much, boys. Thank you. Well, besides that, my name is Spruce. I'm Clep. And this has been another episode of Vinyl Stallion. Ah. <laughs> 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 Got to nail like a horse to end this bitch. <laughs> <laughs>